What was the thing that I told you when I got back from that walk? I went on a walk by myself and I came back and I was like, I just need to tell you a few really major things about my day so far. And like, I think it was like, your uncle gave me a tomato. You learned about barbecue sauce. And I saw a really weird bug. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. And then you tried to describe it for like three minutes. <laughs> Basically, it was an armadillo. And now you're going to start describing it. Armadillo? It was an armadillo, but it was a bug. But it was like, but it was like probably a bug. But it looked a lot like an armadillo, but like tiny. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Hey, this is Amrita and Andrew. We're on a podcast journey to find our way through freelance life. If you're thinking about taking a leap off the beaten path in any part of your life, our inexpert advice is don't think twice. Live from the mountains. From the mountains. This is our... Blue Ridge edition. Yeah. It's technically our July edition, although we are coming to you in August. (laughs) You know, the thing about time is... Time means nothing. That it's after time. We're so post-time right now. Clock ticking. Think of you. (laughs) What is that? You need the game. What do you mean, what is that? I'm asking. What is that? Cindy Lauper. Oh. Oh. I didn't get that from what yeah. you gave me. Anyway, welcome to Don't Think Twice. This is our Blue Ridge edition. Blue We're sitting Ridge here edition. Nella wafer, some white wine, and some La Croix. La- because mm-hmm. we have in- that's infiltrated the mountains. It has. Mm-hmm. In fact, I noticed that when we got here and we went to go get some produce from your brother, mm-hmm. he was casually drinking a La Croix. Just At his own home? In his own home. In his own establishment? In his own establishment. Mm-hmm. And cheers to Adam Stevens, Adam Christopher Stevens. Is he a Christopher? He's a Christopher, yeah. yeah. So we just had your family over. We just had them over. They're delightful, aren't they? They're such a treat. Really, wow. really, really, really. Like, Thank you for... It was, it like was a, a whole family a whole day, family actually. Day. Because yeah. earlier today we had other family members over. Mm-hmm. Your cousins. Mm-hmm. Your little baby My niece. grandfather. Mm-hmm. And this evening we had my mom and my brother. And they were just... Uh, they're always great, but... You know, I'm, my opinion is biased. Mm-hmm. Always great. Um, I really like because they, they want to hear, I feel they want to hear your successes and failures in equal measure because one, they revel in and then the other they sort of cackle at. So Yeah, cackle at the successes and revel in the failures. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, like all good families do. Mm-hmm. That's right. No, but, um, but they were great. And now we are here on our last night of a... Well, a month-long escape from the city and a two-week sojourn into the mountains. A riding mm-hmm. retreat is a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. It's, it but no, it was a sojourn into the mountains. So, setting the scene. We're here in this house. We're in a small mountain town. Salute in North Carolina, in case your Wikipedia page is open. <laughs> um, it is super quiet. I mean, it's, not, it, it's quiet in the sense that there's a riot of cicadas yes. going on. But it is super quiet. Um, in fact, before I got here, you were a little afraid. I was here for a week before, before I really got here. Um, this is a home that my mom will move into, although right now she's 
in her old home. So I had the luxury, we've had the luxury of being in it for... for um, we've had an entire home to ourselves. Two weeks. An entire mountain home to ourselves for two weeks to write. But before Armando showed up, I was here by myself. And let me tell you that um, although I grew up in, in a pretty rural location, it wasn't a neighborhood. And this is on six acres of land. Mm-hmm. And it just feels, you just feel the right possibility that there's going to be like a mountain person who just creeps yeah. out of the You know, and the, but woods. I think that this is uh, the, the real indication of a city person. Mm. A, a, like, when you feel less safe in when the, there aren't people around? Correct. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people, like someone from here would come to the city and be like, oh, it's like really scary because there's so many people around all the time. You can, you can hear your neighbors. Like yeah. pretty much twenty four seven. In some cases, you can see them, um, but for us, it's like it's so quiet. It's very quiet, mm-hmm. and um, I have a little bit of a. I, I won't, I'm not going to call it a problem, but uh, I will call it um, a slight affliction, and that is. Talking in my sleep. Oh, I didn't pretty know you loudly. were going to. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to share that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pro- talking in my sleep pretty loudly and at times getting out of bed. And I won't go as too far as to say sleepwalking, although there have been instances of uh, sleepwalking. I would go so far as it's to, not to the, call it that. Well, so I do um, You've caught yourself in Brooklyn, um, w- woken up to find yourself having put on your robe. So in Brooklyn, yeah. it usually takes on the same because you have a very, very good routine. Right. When you're in your own space. Um, that you get out of bed and you put on your robe before you go and do th- things. I guess you must. Yeah, because, have like, a bathrobe. Why not? When you're in, when you're asleep, the first thing that happens is you put on a robe to go do whatever shit in your dream you're trying to do. do. So you've woken up as far away as almost your front door. Yes, I've been I've been at my front door. Um, Wearing your bathrobe, right? That you felt you know fell asleep. Obviously, so it's uh, and we talked about this earlier today, and I don't know if it's. If there are anyone out there who is a sleepwalker or sleep talker and has any sort of insight into what it means, because there are times in my life when I do it more, and then times when I do it less. I would say, I mean, so again, totally be, anecdotally, I I feel that it seems like it's a lot more. Of course, like I don't often a lot more than pre- it has been. Yeah, but like I haven't shared a space with you, like a home with you, like in this way. Yeah. For a really long time. Like, I mean, we traveled together. Well, we were in Detroit in January. You did not sleepwalk and or I sleep talk. Sleep or I sh- I sh- we shared a bed for like at least one night. and I didn't, yeah. Mm-mm. So all of that is to say that this home, which is beautiful and in the middle of nowhere feeling. Um, and I say feeling because it's not actually in the middle of nowhere. We're in walking distance to a, uh, to a tiny town. Yeah. It has, it has all the things you need. A yeah. grocery store. Um, like a five-store front town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I guess I should apologize to you for waking you up in the middle of the night several times with my um, anxiety-inducing, sort of panicky... Well, I apologize. No, Because no, it is so quiet in this house that if um, we share a wall, our bedroom share a wall, that... I'm just, I feel so bad. I mean, what can I do? I can't control it, There's but I know you told me that I, you, I, don't feel bad. you told me that, you know, you heard me saying, you know, yelling the word no, mm-hmm. which is something I've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then hear me you heard me getting out of bed and yes. i have no recollection of yeah. this fully definitely out of bed so i can only imagine how terrifying that is when all you can hear is the cicadas <laughs> just chirping away and you're expecting no. to like look and see the face of someone mm-hmm. like in a mask just pressing their face against like yeah. the window yeah 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 uh, but let's not get too far into that because we are, it is nighttime, um, <laughs> we are in mountains, but it's been a beautiful, beautiful, very relaxing uh, retreat. And I think that, I mean, I, I like to the point of the sleep talking and the stress thing, it has nothing to do with being here or I, I don't think it has anything to do with being here. No, or the no, 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 no. It's just like I, we were talking about earlier today. I think it's just that all of us are under a lot of new stresses and um, and like for everybody, it's sublimating in different ways. I had a friend, uh, text on a group chat recently saying that she had had her first ever panic attack of her entire life. You know, she's not the only one that, right. you know, people having lots of fears and stresses and stuff. And it's like, you know, this is a natural response to literally our entire world being completely upended like that, you know, that's, that's normal. So I don't want you to apologize. I don't want you to feel any type of way about it. Um, especially because I, th- I really do think it's like a stress related That's your theory. That's my theory. Yeah. Unless you have any interest in doing like some dream walking or something or like some sort of like, like, you know, alternative healing type of situation where you go to somebody who, uh, interprets your dreams and helps you like, well, so I, um, a few years ago went to a therapist mm-hmm. who look it was not your style this person was not your style i make a lot i've made a lot of medical mistakes in my past this makes it sound much much different than it is so anyway then i got a mole removed in my back by a a medical student who basically like cut me into it's fine i'm fine i didn't freak out it was a great learning opportunity he was also very cute and i know that shouldn't (laughs) factor into the story but it does uh uh so where was i going with the story there's another time uh, you went to a therapist. So then I went to a therapist. And then I decided I wanted to go to a therapist. Now, uh, keep in mind I have private insurance. Mm-hmm. I go also, outside. Also, we believe in therapy. We're super, we're super pro-therapy. Yeah, this has nothing to do with that. I go outside of my therapy, outside of any therapist network. that I can get inside my network for like $10, $50, whatever a session. $10 to $50, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even fucking know. So I go to this therapist who charges me Four hundred dollars. That's completely crazy. Which I pay Mm -hmm. twice. Oh my god! I go to this guy twice. He's completely bald. He has that thing where you don't have any hair on your body. I don't know why I share that, except to say my orthodontist also had that appointment. I had that affliction. Alopecia. Alopecia. So maybe there was some sort of connection to mm-hmm. my said doctor. So you Fields. felt you felt you felt secure because it was someone who had taken care of your teeth. Yeah, he you fixed know? my mouth. This and person fix my is head. completely hairless. Yeah. He can also do things on my head. So um, so it's in the West Village, mm-hmm. and in and I go in and I sit down, and he asked me to tell him everything I've ever dreamed. Oh, come on. You've got to be kidding no. me. And I'm, I'm like, well, I don't remember what I dreamed. He's like, you don't remember a dream? You don't remember? Well, you know, your assignment is to, to catalog all your dreams. Oh, you had to keep a dream journal? Yeah. Okay. Um, I did go to a therapist. Table's getting picked up I'm a sorry. Lot. No, it's okay. Sorry, we have a little, we have a, a table that was built by my great-grandfather that's a little bit creaky. Mm-hmm. That's um, actually true. We are, yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> table. Uh... Um, 
So you did not you did not remember what you had. He did not offer me any insight. Mm-hmm. And when I realized I had spent eight hundred dollars in two weeks on therapy, I Ran decided far away. to yeah, pursue continue. That Which so, you found other therapeutic avenues that have been extremely effective for you and helpful and all those things. So right, right. This has nothing it, it, to do with the therapy. It, no, I know. I'm just saying it was not the right person for you. It was not the right approach for you. It wasn't the right price point <laughs> that's for damn i mean sure. i honestly i went to him twice and he was a very nice guy there was nothing wrong with him there was nothing weird about him he did have a thing about dreams which could have been interested in, interesting but again two okay, so hours you're, at eight hundred dollars i mean if the price was right so if you found some yahoo dream weaver dream weaver who mm. Would help you interpret. Help me through the night? Is that the next? Yeah. Okay. So it would help you through the night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Would you consider that? I would. Absolutely. Okay. This is my thought about anything related to to what might sound as uh, less than scientific methods, Mm -hmm. whether it be for therapy or tarot card reading or any sort of psychic thing, Mm -hmm. is that just like you go to church, one can go to church. And listen to a person read out of a, a, a Bible, which is like, you know, just a smattering of stories that someone made up and then threw in a cave, uh, which are important stories and prove important points. Right. I think that the whatever, however method is used to get me to a point where I make a realization about myself that yeah. I could have yeah, yeah, yeah. made. A lot of actually during quarantine, a lot of tarot spreads and stuff like that. And it's not that we believe that the cards hold any anything. like power to determine anything or whatever. It's just like, what kind of wisdom can we get from them to apply to our current situation? And if it, if it leads to some kind of insight, which honestly, a lot of them have a lot of our cards had to do with, um, with uh, ch- big changes and travel and um, and that and and has ended up I think being just kind of supportive of, of our decisions that we've been making and some of the thoughts we've been having and just like so many big changes and like deciding as we have and during this month away so we've been away from New York for a whole month which right. f- first of all feels completely crazy like especially after having been confined within basically a two mile radius of our apartment right as far as we can like walk and walk back before getting having to use a bathroom or being thirsty um since march since march then to be away completely and be like have a car and just be like i mean i don't know and driving up and down the mountain roads like seeing more people really different people than we've seen in months, yes, um, has led to this feeling of just completely being out of space and time. Like, I don't know when we are or where we are no. or like what's happening. But a lot of clarity during this month about just kind of where we are with like this fucking pandemic. Like, you know, and like our our lives, our personal lives, our professional lives. Like, we can't be in New York this fall. And that's like a huge decision. Yeah. And one that I was, I think, pretty assured of before we left, but like really feel like even more assured of after having been away for some time and having like the space to like think it through and being away from New York or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, and 
New York is like our place and like our city and like it, we, it's not something that we take lightly as, as, you know, a decision, but like, anyway, so point being the kind of the tarot card, <laughs> the tarot cards led us to it. I'm, I, I, but I don't, I really don't think you need a dream walker to help you with <laughs> issues. Tying it back to the dream thing. Uh, yeah. No, anyway. maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Um, but I'm sorry that I've, I've woken you up a couple times in, in terror that things are happening, but, but, um, with that said, uh, thank you for being with me for the past two weeks and Mm -hmm. having this sort of, um, writing retreat, if you will, of, uh, daily, just writing (laughs) every day, going on, on walks or hikes and cooking all of our meals and sort of the things you might do on any sort of retreat. Mm Mm-hmm. Has been great. It's been great. It's been great. I feel like we've made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. It's been creatively clarifying. And uh, I think, I mean, I don't know if being somewhere quieter has anything to do with that or not. I think it's just that we have this concerted time where it's just been us two. And we it's like there's no routine to be established like oh i'm coming to you today you're coming to me today you're, we're gonna walk over right. like whatever it's like we wake up we're at work already we're here in the house and we had a plan so our structure of our days has been like typically we read a pilot somebody else's pilot <laughs> to that start just aired on television that you could watch the final result yes uh, with our morning coffee because we know ourselves not to be functional morning people and that's a good thing to know about yourself and then basically get into whatever our assignment is for the day and we've each had like we've been working on two scripts so we've had the luxury to be able to flip flop on who's working on which one and and the pleasure of going back to read something that you wrote that someone else has now written on yeah and like just see how it evolved with someone else's like you know with your eyes on it and um so it's been really cool and it's been it's been really really like good decision to to be here so i'm really really happy and it's just been like really pleasant because we get to sort of set the rhythm of our days Uh and and just like you know cooking our dinner like sort of the ritualistic aspects of it of like cooking dinner like you know it's really fortified for me like what our our we just happen to share sort of biorhythms mm-hmm. circadian rhythms that is true um and when we live in the same place it only just like has heightened that and that mm-hmm. we aren't we aren't morning people we but we do we can read we can comprehend we can we can talk we can and process things too, yeah. uh, <laughs> but we usually come out of that like that place of just wanting to be in our own heads into like being able to, to talk to each other about the same time every day we usually hit our stride at the same time and it's mm-hmm. like hours go by when we're not we're in the same room and not talking to each other yeah and then and then just so naturally we come out of that and like start cooking dinner and start emptying the dishwasher mm-hmm. and start doing all of those things that happen at that period of time and so that's been really i uh, like a, a nice Two yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiatus from our Hiatus. other other life. And um yeah, I mean I, this uh is like I've been thinking about this fall as being a sabbatical. I keep calling it that because I 
you know. You, yeah, why do you keep calling it that? Well, because I'm not I'm not convinced that this is going to be me moving away from New York. Right. So tell me, can we get into this for a second? Yeah, we can. I want to know your because I haven't asked you fully about this sort of thing because I don't. I feel from you mm-hmm. this like real reticence to leave New York, yeah. even though, you know, all circumstances have aligned so that like it just is not really viable for the fall of 2020. Yeah. I And I, I am in agreement about right. that. It's not viable right. for fall of 2020. Right. Our industry is shut down. It's right. going to be shut down. We can't work. Right. We can't. We not only can we not work. We can't create. Right. We can't make the events we want to make. Like we want to make like live performance. We want to make art. We want to be part of that ecosystem, and that's who our community is too mm-hmm. in New York. And we can't participate in that community. We can't. Um, we can't create our like creative stuff there that we do, and we can't. Um, you know, we can't make money right. in New York. And so, the, you know, it's just kind of a, it, there's a, there's a almost cold calculus to it that, that it doesn't make sense to be sitting in my beloved apartment that yeah, I have. Yeah, you're very cute, very comfortable That apartment. finally, after 13, 12 years in New York, yeah. I got my own place and I have my own space that I have like completely tailored to my needs and like what I want and what I like. And it's exactly how I want it. And I've only been, I've been there for less than a year now and I'm yep. going to leave it. You're going to leave it so, at the year mark. Yeah, at the year mark. So, um, uh, but it doesn't make sense to be there and, and like set our money on fire when we can't be making more there. And so like, it's a beautiful opportunity. And I think, you know, we've been talking about this, that I think what's really empowering about the whole situation is what, how can we frame a really terrible year, like a terrible scenario that, you know, we're all under this terrible scenario. It's no, you know, like, and we have it, we're very lucky in so many ways. Like, but like, how can we frame this as being choices between things that are, that are fun or that like feel like an adventure. So it's an adventure to go somewhere else. And rather than staying in New York, knowing that like, okay, well maybe things will open up January in our business, maybe we'll see tentatively um, knowing that we are not interested in like getting our toes wet in the like digital events arena at all. I'm not interested in no, that. No, I don't mean no. Not even remotely. Like I don't want to pivot, quote unquote, pivot to Mm-mm. to digital events or remote events. I don't want that. I want to be working an event. Like if I'm going to be working an event, I want to be working a fucking event. Or yeah. I want to make, if I'm going to make an event, I want us to make an event that like, it actually doesn't really excite me that much to do like a digital version of what we we do live. No. So anyway, so all that said, it makes a lot of sense to not be in New York this yeah. fall, and I'm totally okay with that. But what I'm kind of not okay with is the idea that like I'm not be- getting to leave New York. Like if if this On your is terms. yes, if I'm not if if this is like me moving away from New York permanently. I don't accept that <laughs> because I don't feel that like I got to make that choice. I guess I asked you that question because I do feel that reticence from you. Mm-hmm. And and from all the things you've just said about all the reasons why, I know you know those reasons. And I don't feel like 
me as your like business and creative partner is like strong arming you into doing anything. No. I hope that you know you of you, course not. you would never allow that. I know that. But at the same time, um I guess it's more of a question just in general in that like if you're leaving a place or a place in your life, mm-hmm. whether it's physical mm-hmm. or you're leaving a relationship or you're leaving a job or you're changing a home or doing anything like there's one there's there is really appreciating the time you've had and knowing that this is where you're where you're leaving in the moment and and thinking maybe they one day you'll return Mm -hmm. and another to like not fully leave the place i don't think that's gonna i i know i first of all acknowledge what you're saying and I totally understand what you're saying it's you can't fully engage in the next adventure if you still have like one foot or one limb fully in the old if you place press pause on something well I disagree I think you can put you can press pause on something and be fully engaged in the next thing and I don't have any worries about myself in that regard because I'm really excited. I mean, we haven't even decided where we're going to be. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like we're and like I feel dancing that around it. I feel like the excitement you have about what's I'm to come so next. So it's not like you're... I'm really excited. And it doesn't matter where we are. Like, we have so many ideas about what it could be. Like, initially we wanted to be in Europe, of course, like, because our country is in complete fucking free fall. <laughs> we can't be anywhere outside of America that we want to be because... There, right. It's just not an option that's open to us anymore. And that's, I mean, like, I'm sad to abandon that dream, but that will be open to us at another juncture when it's right. And that's fine. And, like, you know, and on some level, we wouldn't even really be able to experience a new place in the way we'd want to anyway. But, um, you know, I'm really excited about where we go. And I'm really excited about starting a new project that's, like, inspired by the new place that we are embarking on you know any number of new adventures whether it's like home ownership or whether it's you know uh, renting a furnished apartment in a city that we would never live in yeah like for long term but it's like that's the gift that we get from having the the privilege of being able to take three months to like save our rent in new york but we still have the money to be able to basically uh burn a little bit to 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 be somewhere else yes and um and that's really cool, and I'm gonna be full, fully in. I'm be fully in on it. This is very unlike us. So I'm saying yeah. that we're taking a leap. We're taking a leap. It's not even a leap of faith. It's just a leap. <laughs> it's just we're a leap. Jumping somewhere, people. We're jumping, and I think it's really important for you to challenge the part of yourself that wants to start spooling out. To. Yeah you know not tomorrow next week three months from now oh my god now we're now so this is really yeah this is so umbrella and i are very different i'm talking to like a third person now which is fine but um the other night (laughs) you started saying something i don't even remember what we were talking about it might have been about this very subject about planning for september and oh i don't think it was but it was something and you said something about about, yeah about short term we should we need to do this and then a medium term we need to do this and then long term we need to do this and we've had enough circumstances in the past you know almost 10 years of working together where now that now you've helped me identify what makes me what overwhelms me and that overwhelms me Mm -hmm. is talking about short term medium term long term which i love plans which you love and 
can really process completely, quickly, all of those things at once simultaneously mm-hmm. makes you feel really in control. In control because you have the short, the medium, and me. If I don't immediately see the solution of how the medium and the long term things are going to work out, I'm rendered <laughs> helpless. Helpless. Yeah. And what happens is you'll plant, you'll spin those out, and then you'll continue. So anyway, so what do you think? And then it's just like, but your brain is stuck now on like long term, long term, long term. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, what's gonna happen when I die? Like, who's (laughs) who's gonna get my piano? In the arc of time, we're gonna be working together. You know, yeah, we're gonna be working together. Period. So we're gonna have to get used to being able to say short. You know, we're gonna have to be yeah used to talking in these terms. And for me, it's like a not a. I don't consider it a weakness that I can't think of my uh, short, medium, and long term goals at one time and not get overwhelmed. That's just who like that's just like I what did, am yeah, I? Yeah, I didn't say it was a weakness. No, no, no. Yeah. The point. The, well, the I know. Mm-hmm. The point I'm making is that if you are a person like me mm-hmm. who is in situations and you often find yourself overwhelmed, and then you realize it's because you're like there's someone else maybe like you or similar that is able to like hold all of that stuff it all together at one time and because it took me years to figure out why i was getting so overwhelmed mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember i was like yeah. i don't know why i'm just yeah. like not now you've said everything now i'm like not motivated to do anything right right and it's because i feel like i have to have an answer and a solution to, to everything. everything and these are our control issues spinning out in different ways <laughs> because i mean i guess my point in all this is not to like you were like, well, I see that you have a problem, and then I'm here telling you what your problem is. But no, but but I think like part of part of this fall is us both kind of like being able to contend with how we deal with stressors and how we deal with change and like people. I think it's really weird when when our friends are like, oh, but you're so like you're very bold and you're very open to change. And I don't feel that about myself. I know that I'm not that way. Like like it may appear that way, but every like risky move I've ever taken every like you know quitting my job and just like you know becoming a freelancer whatever all these things it's like I know the anguish and like thought process that went behind changes that might seem to other people as being like freewheeling or something there's no chance there's nothing I've ever done in my life has been freewheeling I've Mm -hmm. never made I've never made like a like a, a, a unconsidered decision so i don't i'm very averse to change i think your process the process of that we you know acknowledging being aware that change is something that's hard for you and wanting to embrace sort of you know embrace change sounds sort of like silly <laughs> to say yeah but uh <laughs> you know being you know um more open to to change for lack of a better better terminology um I think you are. I think you're, you know, and you, and what I really love about you is like with a little bit of time and like when I say a little bit of time, I mean very little bit of time, like a new idea, you just need a second to like recalibrate what, um, what something can be. And then you're like, okay, I get it now. Like, I mean, let's do that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm much less flexible. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not going to argue you know, with you about yeah. that. <laughs> you know, I can be like, oh, let's go here. And then we can do this thing. And you're like, give me three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then three minutes later, you're like, yep, yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. 
what do we need to do? Mm-hmm. What kind of bathing suit do I need to pack? And me, I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, not that flexible, right? Yeah. So I think in those ways, like, you're, you're like pretty flexible. Mm-hmm. I think there's like an emotional stubbornness to you sometimes. Yeah. Like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to, I think, challenge your core beliefs about yourself. And, uh-huh. you know, their core beliefs for a reason. They're, core to your understanding of the world is you know like that those are intrinsic to the way that i understand the world and that i relate to the world so i'm not gonna be quick to change my mind about those things and and i will be completely blind to any evidence that leads me against that because (laughs) it challenges my core belief right i know and that's why people go to therapy so you have successfully embraced at this moment the changes and, uh, that you have no... In a month, whatever happens, we will be in a different place mm-hmm. doing a different thing to the day. Mm-hmm. And you are embracing that really beautifully and probably better than I do because you've because I, I scream in my sleep and... No. And processing things that way. No. (laughs) But, and, God, I used to work with a person who used to always say but and, and I hated her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Something about you that I've always valued. Tell me. (laughs) I love hearing a a list. (laughs) Is your ability to fully and without... Uh, any re- reluctance or trepidation be like uh, uh, well I'm in this mood or you own like where you are pretty well uh-huh. emotionally true. that's true and I don't that is not like a practice thing I had partially because I grew up in a codependent like household yeah. where you like can't yeah. have ownership of your feelings because you yeah. have to take care of someone else's feelings yeah so I've always valued that in you where you can just be like, you know. I'm sad and I'm, I'm, sad I'm in it. And I want to like eat this popsicle right now. Uh-huh. Oh, I want a popsicle. Um, I would like to get a popsicle. I would I, also like to get a popsicle. I want to talk a little bit about a few things. Yes. No, it's really I'm the one who has to suffer when I have to edit you eating gummy pears. That was the worst. I have a wet mouth to begin with. You do. I'm the public need to understand. That even when your mouth is empty, it sounds like it's full of marbles sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. My speech therapist said that. Mm -hmm. My mother Mm -hmm. would agree. That's why you went to speech therapy. Right. Because your mother felt that Because I was unintelligible. Oh, and man. that even saying of that word, I saw what it cost you. Unintelligible. What was I saying the other day? Shell. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I think you have a you have a care sometimes with things that when you say things, where I can now tell sometimes what it costs you <laughs> to enunciate, and certain things are more difficult than other things. Look, all you people anywhere else in the country, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. you just sometimes things sneak up on you, and you're like, I can't get my 
or you think of a thing you want to say, mm-hmm. and, and you then you have to think of the alternative because it was just gonna. It's just too many. It's like, it's like a. <clears throat> what are those called? Obstacle course. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to say snail. Shell. Snail. I, it's hard to say. Snail shell. Mm-hmm. There's actually snail shell. Yeah, because so there's there's a. It's um, hard to say. There is a garden decor item that is a snail and there was a lizard on top of the snail shell and you were trying to tell somebody about this and then it came out as snail shale (laughs) (laughs) and it was very sweet anyway it happened sorry my I'm I have popsicle popsicle mouth I'm not insulting your intelligence. Okay, so what, no, no. what I would like. like to say about our flag is that I would advocate strongly, even though we are big, you know, we're big navel gazers, we're people who are very interested in complexity. Right. I would it's a butthole. A, it's a butthole. End <laughs> <laughs> <And this> segment. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, motherfucker, that, that, that um, I would advocate against. Uh, excessively complex flag because then people from the other side of the lake are like, I've no, never that's been very important. That that's a lake, really good point. I don't know what it that is. No we, words, first mm-hmm, of all. So we mm-hmm. no words, right? Are we agreed? Uh, no words, unless Definitely. it's one big word like fluff. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> or sparkle. That's too long. Okay. What about bum? Bum? Yeah. Or... So, I feel like you have something on the brain right blub. now. I think, um... So, do we choose maybe an... Like a... Like a spirit animal? What would you say your spirit animal would be? Um... Are we not supposed to use spirit animal? Is that racist? I can't keep up. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're probably... Okay. It what? probably is. Mm-hmm. Um, animals that I identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, that... So, the animal that I always wanted to be in, in elementary school when people asked the question was a duck. <laughs> What? Oh my god, your face is so sweet and serious. I'm sorry. What? Uh, specifically a, a <laughs> this, and I'm not shitting you. Specifically a protected duck, because I don't want to get shot. Okay, so um, you don't you want to be like a common mallard? You have to be no, like a painted, painted, yeah, yeah, wood lady. duck, yeah, painted lady. Uh, yeah. So because they can walk and swim and fly. Oh, so you felt like you were gaming the system by having like like. Bitch, I can do all things. Yeah, I'm okay. real mobile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> can I guess what your animal is? Yeah. Well, you're a girl, so it's a pony. <laughs> I was a horse girl. I drew horses. I'm sorry, I'm not being sexist. I don't know. Because the animal that I like the most are elephants. Because I think they're really... Oh, that's such a good pick. Because they're really... I love that. Yeah, they're really smart and they're really nice to each other. They have they're very, they have formed lifelong bonds. They have names for each other. That I they call. know. Okay. Not How about to make a fruit? This... A peach. That way it, it splits the difference. It's well, welcoming. Well, you know, pineapple is a traditional welcoming mm-hmm. fruit. Mm-hmm. Peach is a good option. Yeah, it's like... It's like do you have a butt? You're welcome here. One 
something is not acceptable is to have a novelty mailbox that is a miniature version of your own home. No. And I agree with that, and I... No. I see you. I think this is just... It's unacceptable. I just like, what do you... I, I, I guess I just don't understand what the... You're telling the world, hey world, I have a house and it looks like this, which you could see, see. if you <laughs> up and then saw my house. One more thing, quick thing about um, mailboxes now that we're on the subject. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ada and Christopher Stevens. Uh, for the mail jail, if you're listening, you'll remember this, which uh, I can't even take credit for, but I was in the photo shoot. Um, I... I'm so curious at this point that I don't know. <laughs> it's a real buildup. Okay. Uh, so there was a thing in my elementary school, um, and I must have been in first grade at the time. My brother was in fifth grade at the time, and it was called the Invention Convention. And it was with everyone in either the gifted class or the fifth grade class or some portion of the fifth grade class had to had come up with an invention mm-hmm. and present it mm-hmm. at the Invention Convention. Mm-hmm. In the library, <laughs> and uh, uh, his invention, and was... his invention was called the mail jail. Oh, it's where we send all the men to jail. No, I support it fully. No, okay. This was born <laughs> of uh, a complaint that my mother had every time she pulled up to our our mailbox because she felt like the post office the, the they put it really far into would the throw it in the back mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. she was positioned in her car in such a way that she would have to open the door but my brother uh, invented a simple tray mm-hmm. that inserted inside the mailbox so that when the mail was thrown in my mom could just pull the tray <gasps> out and That's actually the brilliant. mail That's and it was brilliant. called the mail jail and in order to present it at the convention, we had to have photos. And so there were photos of my brother and I modeling the, the mail. mail jail in which my mom moved the furniture out of our foyer and moved this, like, total 80s era glass coffee table. Mm-hmm. And we it was, like, pictures of us in this glass coffee table with with a mailbox, like, showing how How did you bring a mailbox into your home? You know, I don't remember as I'm saying that. I don't know if she bought a new mailbox or if she un... <laughs> she could not have from unscrewed. our mailbox. Okay, for oh, okay, a woman who was unwilling to reach into the back of the mailbox is not a woman who's going to unscrew the mailbox from its post. All I know is that there was photo evidence of us doing it. So okay. that's the only story I can share about mailboxes. But that's um, amazing. Okay, so I'm going to add this to the list of apocryphal items. Uh, relating to the Andrew Stevens story, the mail jail so photo shoot, the mail jail photo shoot, the um, the college film project. Uh, so uh, this was a this was a piece of work that um, cataloged the uh, licentious. Um, you could say that. Uh, yeah, I think I could say more about <laughs> at, about your the home, the group home, the group home, the, the group, group home. The, <laughs> I lived in a group home in uh, <laughs> college. No, the how many people lived there? Seven. Yeah, seven people there. Um, it was a wild place, and there was documentary films, like a student film documentary. Yeah. that was captured of the insane shenanigans that occurred. I'm trying there. to find it. I haven't found it yet. Uh, and that exists on DVD somewhere. The one that I'm that I don't know if we'll ever get our hands on that I am just dying to have a screening of is when you and your friend and maybe you were in fourth grade maybe it was later than that maybe it was junior high 
you and your friend recorded a version of the real world where it was about the golden girls yes it was like this is the story of when you know four yeah. people start st- you know start getting real whatever except it was the golden girls yes. and you played the roles of the very we did. Of the golden girls was it just the two of you yes um so first of all that's very gay and i commend you for that <laughs> <laughs> Those two gay boys in this deep south. In the deep south doing a a real world. um, Actually, it's a brilliant concept. Real world parody, except it's the Golden Girls. Yeah. 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 And we had confessionals of what like Blanche was thinking about bros and what. Yeah. So how old would you say you were? I was definitely in sixth grade. Sixth grade. Okay. So two babies making a fake documentary. Yes. Over the summer. Over the summer. Um, and that to me is like maybe the key piece of that would really bring something into focus for you into relief no it's just something that I want to see I just want to pop you know movie theater popcorn yeah and pop that in the VCR that was really good we did really good work then <laughs> what time is it oh my god it's so late what time it's 12 10 okay we should go to bed. We gotta we go to bed. Get up early. We gotta get we, up. Did you put the things in the dryer? Nope. I'm gonna do it right now. Because my mom's gonna be here in seven and a half hours. That is an exaggeration. Okay. Let's sign off. And I'm sleepy. And I can tell you're fading fast. Fading fast. Okay. Love you. Good night. Love you. Good night. You can subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts and find us at vjandstevens.com. That's V-I-J-A-Y and Stevens with a P-H. We're working on some scripts and some fun new live projects. You can find us at vjandstevens on Instagram and our assistant Susan now tweets at memos from Susan. Too high.